back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week you read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Um, Marissa, I I know how heated you are right now. But before we get into that, we should thank um, Knof, uh, how do you pronounce this, this publisher, for sending us both these copies for in exchange for our honest review, which Marissa will be diving into now. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, I am very happy we got a free review copy. And actually, I think I may have picked this when Book of the Month did. It, it was a Book of the Month finalist. I think it won Book of the Month 2022. And so as a BFF, I, I'm pretty sure I picked it. And so I actually think I now have two copies. Um and I will probably give them both away because this just was not for me. Like, if you love this book, I'm so happy you loved it. I just did not at all. I It was a chore to get through. It was tedious, boring, in my opinion. And I listened to it on audio and thought all the characters were very two-dimensional. My first question is, did you play any video games growing up? I did, but not a lot. Like, just the standard stuff. And then, like, the main one I did was um, Zelda and Super Smash Bros. Melee. Because, like, I was a video game kid growing up. And I feel like that's why... I'm not saying I love this book, but I I kind of enjoyed it. Um, And I think that was a huge part of the reason why. is because it brought me back to my video games eight video game days as a kid and I like the how to make a video game and like the how they took like basic life like every everything they did in life they pretty much like thought oh how can I make this a game mm-hmm. and I feel like we do that a lot with books we're like oh how can we make this a story so I think that tr- is a cause people like it my roommate tried to read for a book club and she read 100 pages and did not finish so I know it can go both ways. Before we got into here, I watched YouTube videos of like reviewers. People like loved it. Like Jimmy Fallon made it their like first book of the month pick and like brought her on Jimmy Fallon to interview her. So it's a very, I guess, a controversial book and I can see why. But I do wonder if like the video game kids have a, a, like influences that. Also, I think there are references in this book that we did not get. Yeah. Um, I based on my research of Goodreads reviews, people either loved it five stars or hated it one star. And I I mean, I saw some three stars, but a lot of their three stars were like, I didn't really get it. The writing was fine and like the hype was all there. I just didn't really get it. So I'll give it three stars kind of like a complacent, like, maybe it's good. I just didn't understand it. So I don't even know if you can trust those three stars. I feel like they're just going with the flow a little bit. I feel like people either liked it or they really didn't. And I just did not like it, like, at all. But what references do you think we didn't get? So Jimmy Fallon referenced, you know, how when they're on the the train platform and the whole died of dysentery thing is oh. from the real game Oregon Trail, which is a board game that was really big in the 90s. Well, I and played I think, that. Oh, I did not play that. So I didn't really get that whole inside joke. And like he 
mm-hmm. was saying that like pulled him in right away. It's because like, oh, it brought back like, a game he played with his childhood. Where like I just thought it was like an inside joke between characters, and I was like, oh, Sadie and Sam's inside joke. It's not realized wow. it's a real game. Um, yeah. so that was like I feel like maybe there were some cultural references we were just a little too young to get, but maybe you're maybe you got them. <laughs> well, I mean, I I was born a whole year before you, so you know, I, I got some of those references. Um, but yeah, no, actually I, I know about Oregon trail. I was never good at it. I always died. I don't know if I died of dysentery, but I always died in that game. Um, so I got that one and like, I just, the, every chapter, not every chapter, but any chapter, sorry, any chapter where it was like playing out a video game. I just was bored AF. Like at the end when Sadie was in Pioneer Town or whatever the F that was, I was just like, oh my gosh, can we please just end this? Like, I am so sick of these stupid games. So, so if the video game kids like love this book, I'm glad for them. Maybe I just don't have the heart of a video gamer to be able to enjoy it. I do think I will recommend this to Tom. Again, this is not my favorite book. I'm not going to rave about it to the world. I did I did enjoy it. I did want to like pick it up and just like figure out what happens with them. Um, if like actually in the middle, I thought I was like 65% in and I was like, so I didn't know where the story was going. I still don't fully understand where the story went. That I just wanted to pick it up, be like, oh, what's going on? I agree. I don't really like that chapter with the Pioneer Town. I had to like rewind because I didn't understand like who was whose point of view was talking like were we the doctor were we the girl who was the girl whose point of view was it from I was very confused randomly about some girl named Emily who was pregnant and I was like who the hell is Emily (laughs) what is going on I had a feeling it was like something to do with Sadie, but I was still confused. And I feel like that was the point to be confused. Part of me thinks like, am I just like too dumb to like really get this book? I don't. I, that's the thing. I don't feel like there was a point to the book. And that was one of my, in my Goodreads review, I had like some things I listed down that I liked about it. And then some things that I dislike. Well, that was number two on my dislike. What was the point of the book? I don't get it. It's like some literary fiction coming of age story about these people who play video games, but there was no point. There was no happy ending. There was no romance. There was no nothing. It was just a really mean girl, a kind of creepy guy, and some video games they played and created, and that was it. I think, well, she said the point of the book was to show that not all love stories are romantic. And to portray a friendship love story, I believe did is the point. Think, did you not think their friendship was really toxic? I don't. I, I, I don't like like the move Sadie made a lot of the time. Um, I don't think Sam is creepy. Uh, I kind of feel bad for him. Um, a lot. His life really sucked. Um. I just feel like they get each other on a whole level that like no one ever will understand each other completely. Mm-hmm. But I do think a lot of things Sadie did to Sam was wrong, especially when like Mar- uh, Marks told her, oh, like Sam wouldn't have seen the CD with his name on it. Like he wouldn't have known, like kind of like gave points where like Sam wasn't in the wrong. Like she didn't go back and try and fix it. She just like let Sam think he did something wrong. Mm-hmm. 
she would never vocalize if he did anything wrong. He just, she just would like cut him out, cut her, cut him out of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam's also involved because he'd be like in major pain and then not tell anybody. So then you're like, well, why are you ignoring? Me? Like, why are you not showing up? Because like, he's in pain, but he's not telling anybody. It's like, so yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it's toxic. I just don't think they aged well with each other. They had this like very elementary school friendship. And it, they carried it till they're 30 years old, but they never, like, changed the dynamic of their friendship. Yeah. There wasn't any growth. Um, they definitely were immature. I I didn't think Sam was creepy until I started reading other people's Goodreads reviews. I felt bad for Sam. But then I read some Goodreads reviews that were like, he created a whole game called Pioneer Town just to, like seduce um Sadie and marry her he pretended to be a female character and like married Sadie in this world and I was like you know that is kind of like internet stalking it's a little creepy but um when when I was reading it I didn't think he was creepy I just felt bad for him because he always loved her and she was like the one that got away and she dated his best friend his honestly his only friend and had a baby with him and then like when the best friend okay spoiler warning when the best friend died she did not let him grieve she was like this is only my grief and it's like um they were friends first so I just uh I just didn't like Sadie I didn't think she was a likable character but I also don't think I'll remember her in two days you know like I'm not sure any of the characters were memorable to me think Sam making that game was creepy like they were so connected on like a whole different level that like I think it was the only way that he could connect with her again yeah I don't think that's creepy I mean maybe it was weird but like that's who they are like that's just like like the the professor's name I don't even remember his name when they had lunch and Sadie told the whole story about the video game like he thought it was hilarious because he knew who Sam was and was like that's that perfect like that's yeah. just like what makes sense so I don't think that's creepy. I don't like people Professor calling Professor was creepy. Yeah, hundreds. He was creepy. I don't think I don't like people calling Sam creepy because like I don't really think Sam did anything wrong in the whole book. Like he just was like, yeah. yeah, again, trying to love her, didn't like just wanted to make video games, like wanted to be great, wanted to make money and not be poor. Like he grew up poor. Um when he fell asleep, when he hit his head in like the snow and like broke his ankle and like no one knew where he was for a whole day, I was like so sad for him. I was very sad for him because he just, he was such a nice guy and he was always in pain. And the only person who really seemed to understand he was in pain was Mark's. Um, But like Sadie just didn't get it. And I don't, I I kind of wish it would have gone into more of her family life because I'm, I was trying to figure out, did she not get it? Cause she was spoiled. Like was her family wealthier or something? And so like, she'd never had a hard thing happen in her life. I feel like that was kind of hinted at that Mark's dying was the first bad thing that ever happened to her, but she just never seemed to get Sam and the things he was going through lost his mom became disabled, then became an amputee, was in severe pain. And she was just like always mad at him for not doing the right things when he was just doing the best he could in the body he had. I think it was frustrating. did say she's never had a tragic life until recently. Yeah. Like in the, when she was in the video game and she was Emily, Emily and not really Sadie. She had said to the doctor like, oh... 
I've had bad things happen to me recently, but like I've never like my life is not tragic. Like something like yeah. she's never had to deal with it. I think Polly had a lot to do with her sister having cancer and like her being like super neglected for like her entire childhood probably as well. Um, but the only time I really liked her is when she was like a female dominant in the video game industry. And yeah. then I really felt for her is whenever like her work was overshadowed because everyone just put Sam's name on it. Yeah. But she blamed Sam when she shouldn't have blamed Sam. I did feel bad for her in that like instance. She blamed Sam when she shouldn't have blamed Sam. And also she didn't go on all the press tours. So Sam became the face of things. And then she was mad that he was getting all the credit. And it's like, girl, if you want the credit, you have to show up. Now, would they have still assumed he made it? Probably. But don't get mad at Sam. Like Sam's your biggest cheerleader. He always supported her and her dreams. Well, I wish, I also wish he would have vocalized to Sadie that like that trip literally ruined his foot. Like he didn't vocalize any of the struggles with him. I know like she should have seen more, but he didn't tell her. Like he hid it and Marks was the only one who like pushed to see it. But like he tried so hard to hide everything from her. Um, So yeah, I, I, I don't like, there wasn't anything exciting about this book. Like the only exciting part was when Marks was shot and like, even then was told very calmly like it was like the most calm hostage situation of my like i've ever read or even heard about like it was just like very chill um sad but chill like there was no like climatic moment there was no arc honestly i think it was just like a story about friends um it could be like a docu-series it actually the the book the movie rights were bought um oh but I think all the movies might trip out for all these books, honestly. So who knows if movies will be made out of it. But uh, I don't feel strongly towards it in any way, up or down. I feel strongly about it, but I think it's just because it was so hyped up. And I went into it expecting this great story. And I feel like I wasted 16 hours of my life listening to this boring ass book where nothing happened. I mean, nothing happened. But I mean, if you like contemporary fiction, if you like coming of age, if you like video games, it's probably a great book for that audience. It just (laughs) missed the mark for me. I don't think we're contemporary fiction people. I don't think I know. I don't think I know. The only other one I remember us reading is like, the firefly something like that like little fires everywhere little fires everywhere I like that one a little bit better because it had like kind of thriller elements but yeah no I'm just not un like I don't want to have to think like and try and figure out what the message is like the message needs to be clear there needs to be a hero and an enemy and the hero goes and defeats the enemy and boom chicka pow it's over yeah there was no there was no enemy honestly each other were their their enemy was each other and that was like pretty much it so yeah um i still say about my three i don't feel like the thing is i i did enjoy it i don't feel strongly about it i did listen to it i did not wait 16 hours because it was more eight hours because i listened to it on two speed um which i'm sure you did too (laughs) I well I only got it up to 1.85 because the lady the lady was talking like this and it was so fast that I couldn't understand anything she was saying and so like I don't know how you listen to it on two but it was still a long book but I mean I think I 
think that's why I'm so angry is because even on 1.85, I feel like I listened for eight hours yesterday plus two hours today to finish it. Like that is 10 hours of my life. I will never get back. <laughs> I um I do think there are a lot of Shakespearean references in this that I was unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. I and I do I know Hamlet a little bit or was that the one? Yeah, that was like the main one I think they were doing. So like I know who Banquo is. They referenced him, but I was like I have not thought about Hamlet in probably 12 years. <laughs> like since high school so that that was a little rough to try and think about Hamlet well I think the title's from Macbeth oh it was Macbeth you're right not Hamlet Macbeth um yeah so the title uh, yeah so it was weird because it's like this futuristic honestly like a a retro futuristic book almost Uh but with like Shakespearean flashbacks like I don't know it's just like a weird combo yeah yeah, I mean, did what did you think about it jumping around in time? I didn't mind it. I honestly feel like she pulled in characters, like, like she switched over to like his mom's story at a time where I needed it. Uh-huh. Um, I like that part. I didn't mind it honestly. I like how it was kind of sectioned off. Like mm-hmm. we were like, okay, we're in this section now. Like I was like prepared like I don't know it was like warning with it a little bit it wasn't just like willy-nilly like in the middle of the chapter we're gonna switch to another time zone perspective and everything Mm -hmm. like it was like a little more structured um I wanted the background on him because like we never really got like we get to the hospital where it's like his mom like we don't know what happened to his mom his mom's not referenced we just know his foot like he broke his foot or like his foot's broken in so many spots also why they waste your time they should just amputated it right then and there why they try and rebuild it I don't know I mean, I don't have enough medical knowledge to answer that question. Because <laughs> it sounded like they rebuilt it for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they rebuilt it. I don't know why the rebuilding failed on it. And then obviously amputating it would just suck. When the when the metals were sticking out of his foot, I wanted to literally throw up. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. Um, But I will say... My favorite part about this book, like one the one of the things I put on the likes is how she tied in the other characters because she took characters, she like introduced them as side characters. Like Marx was introduced early on as this random roommate side character. And then she weaves him into the fabric of the story and he becomes a you know main character. And then same with the mom, Anna and, and uh, Zoe and everyone else. I just felt like she did, that was something she did really well was weaving the stories together and bringing side characters to the front. Um, So like of all my dislikes, obviously that I did think she did really well. And I will take away from this story as a writing objective learning opportunity. I do think she should have just made one like relationship between the three of them. They all should have dated each other. I would have been much happier with that. I was so mad at Marx. Marx was my favorite character, I think. I loved Marx. He was just a positive person. But when he started dating Sadie, I was so mad. I was like the betrayal, the absolute betrayal. And, you know, from his perspective, he's like, look, Sam's had all this time. He didn't do anything about it. And me and Sadie have this chemistry. But I, mm, mm, I was just very upset about that. I 
I'm not happy he got shot. I wanted Marks to live, but I wanted Sadie to fall in love with Sam. Well, also, um, they they hid it from Sam for like a year. Sadie was always hiding everything from Sam. Uh, the community service hours, like literally their relationship started with him being her little charity case. And she hid that from him. She hid the relationship. I'm sure she hid other things. I can't remember now, but the relationship was very frustrating for me. Well, so whenever he got shot, she kind of blamed Samuel. Like, it should have been you. Like, they wanted you. But it was her idea. Wasn't it her idea to introduce marriage? Yeah. So her, like, I, I thought that was really frustrating to me is that, so she wanted Sam to legalize gay marriage in Mayorville? Mayorville? May- Mapleville? Mapletown. <laughs> Mapletown in Mapletown and then he started getting like death threats and stuff and she felt kind of bad about it and then when the guys come in to actually kill him then she's like blaming him because she's like you should have been the one who died and I'm like Sadie it was it was your idea like you backed that idea like you that whatever I just I mean she needed someone to blame I get it but and maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's like how you can blame the person you're closest to because they're always going to be there. And so maybe it's a safety thing. And she just like, that's her closest person in the world. So it was easy to just throw off on him. But it was also very sad because he lost Marks too. And I'm sure he did feel guilty about it. Yeah. And he had no idea how to run that business, um, but he learned. He learned, oh, but aren't you just so mad at Sadie for just sitting back during all that time and collecting a paycheck and she didn't have to lift a finger? She, they, well, she did, I think she did help with some games, but she, yeah, they didn't dive into like the partnership and like what is to become of it and like, like how are they going to proceed going forward um, in this giant corporation they had built together, so yeah, and then they, like, the ending was confusing. They brought in this, like, third party to make, like, um, whatever, Echigo, Ich, ich Ichijo. <laughs> Something go. Something go three, where uh-huh. I feel like a better ending would have been if they sat down to make the game together again. Just the two yeah. of them. I... It would have actually summed things up. Like, we got to this point where we, a whole third party is going to make the game to finish the story that you two started. It doesn't make any sense. I, the ending was so unsatisfying in every possible way. The ending was unsatisfying. Like Mark's dying was awful. Then Sadie pushing Sam away was awful. Then Sam being like, let's make a game together again. And her being like, hell no, awful. Someone else coming in to make their whatever go three awful. I was just, you ticked off every awful thing. And like the last sentence of the book didn't even feel like an ending. It just ended. I don't remember what it even was. I don't, it was unmemorable. <laughs> but I was happy she went to the grandfather's funeral. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, it showed she still cared. And like, I mean, their their friendship is sweet on the one hand. Like, but on the other hand, I do think she is very mean to Sam. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, I wish he'd find better friends. I think they need couples therapy for not really being a couple. Mm. <laughs> Learn how to communicate better. <laughs> yeah, the miscommunication trope, not a fan of. Like, let me just 
for anyone who listens to the podcast, if I am dishing on a book that you love and there's the miscommunication trope in there, that's why I'm dishing on it. I hate the miscommunication trope. And this was just riddled with it. I'm like, you guys are upper 20s, now 30s. Just talk. Oh, it's frustrating. I think that you were like 37 in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like that's that's all we have to say about it. <laughs> I know. I I know. This isn't gonna be a very good episode because like we can't really make it funny. The book, the book's not material for funny. Like the guy literally dies. It's a pretty sad book. There's not like a lot of jokes in there. Um so yeah, I you have no humor here, but you have our honest review on this book. Um, yeah, I think I'll take a break from the contemporary fiction for a while. We've been like, so our popular books have not been hits. The Maid wasn't a hit. This wasn't a hit. But our new releases have been hits. Yeah. So definitely. I think we should steal, steal... <laughs> I think we should go steer clear of popular books and honestly just go for the new releases. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe with the popular books, we get our hopes up about them and we have high expectations. And then we're like, why was this popular? You know, like it's just a bit of a letdown when you read something that is so popular and you're like, I don't get it. Am I stupid? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a hype that comes into it that we're like, what? Um, yeah. This book really has so much hype. And I can see it being a good like book club book with like a very co-ed book club. Um, yeah. I can see boys really liking it or girls who are really into video games. Yeah. And maybe there are deeper hidden messages in it, like in a book club, if you had questions and we're really diving into it, maybe you'd uncover things. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this book will ever be like a book studied in high school, but it gives me those kind of vibes of probably having deeper messages I just don't care to dive into them because like I want to read for fun not for work you know plots of we made this our part-time job that we make no money on (laughs) (laughs) okay let's wrap it up so thanks for listening this is Kayla and Marissa make sure to hit subscribe and to follow us on Instagram at book talks podcast have a good night